Here's an urgent alert from the Student Loan Hotline. The average student loan debt is $25,000. Have you been out of college for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? If you are struggling with paying off your student loan, if you are past due, we can help. Nationwide Student Loan Relief can now restructure your student loans. We can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop harassing collection calls, and even eliminate your student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans, or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back, and that's a guarantee. So call the Student Loan Hotline right now. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. You know how old that makes me feel when you say long time? <laughs> That's true, though. Um, it's you true. Take it as a compliment. I do, I That's do. Right. Thank you. Let's, you know, let's people know your experience. Yeah, it lets people know I'm, you know, on the other side of the hill. <laughs> Hey, so am I. So. All right. Today's show is going to be fun. Who's going to be our guest today? Yeah, we got Mike Schumann, a good friend of mine, former San Francisco 49er, but he's been working for many years. Uh, we worked together actually in radio for a while. He is a television anchor at the local ABC station in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, and he will be doing a pre and a post game show on the uh, NBA Finals. So we're going to talk some NBA hoops, uh, LeBron versus Steph and Kevin Durant. That'll be a lot of fun. It seems like deja vu, deja vu all over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah three, I know. Three, times, three in times in a row. Well, the good news is, and we'll get into this, that I think the best thing about this series is both teams are healthy and both teams are probably as strong as they've ever been. Uh, Cleveland is much better than they were last year, and the Warriors are much better than they were last year. So this should be a great series. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I guess uh, both Pachulia is healthy. He's healthy. Right. And uh, I don't see any other real problems in the Warriors as far as, you know, Steph Curry has a slightly – a swollen left arm, but it's not really bothering him. It's just a little bursitis. Cleveland, as far as I know, I don't think anybody's hurting on that team. Okay, we we got to uh, pull a Kelly Olnick and uh, and Yank loves shoulder out no, again. No, God. no, no. I want. I just want to see it. Kelly Olenek, what a dirty player he was or is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't really show up for the uh, semis, did he? Well, you know, he had a, that one great game, and yeah. then what happened? You know, I mean, Boston was a strange, strange exit that they they win two games and then they just fell apart. I like that uh, that young kid, the, the big one. Okay. S- uh, Which one are you talking about? Sub- uh, the guy who subs in for Kelly. Sub Subed Sebzo. He's got- oh, I know who you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't pronounce his name. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of hard. Okay. Yeah. This segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are still providing over 7.5% secured by real estate. doesn't get any more conservative than that. And our uh, trivia question is, um, is going to be, Banned trivia questions are banned from baseball. So oh, be, I like that. That'll, that'll yeah. be kind of fun. All okay. right, talk about uh, the nineteen nineteen Black Sox. Huh? Well, that'll be one of them, yeah. maybe. Okay, uh, check out uh, PacificPrivateMoney.com. All right, don't touch that dial. Sports Econ One Hundred One. We'll be right back. This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing One Hundred One. 
Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. How far would you go for an unforgettable round of golf? Mount Shasta Resort is much closer than you think. Enjoy the crisp mountain air, breathtaking views, and one of California's finest golf courses, all waiting for you at Mount Shasta Resort. Call 530-926-3052 for your tee time and receive a free green fee when you bring your driver's license during the month of your birthday. Call 530-926-3052 or go to MountShastaResort.com for an unforgettable round of golf. Book your tee time now. Transcendence Theater Company's award-winning concert series, Broadway Under the Stars, returns to Sonoma Valley this summer. Experience world-class wine and picnicking alongside sprawling vineyards all summer long beginning June 16th. You'll see top talent fill the stage in the open-air ruins of Jack London State Historic Park in beautiful wine country. Enjoy numbers from Tap to Fosse and everything in between with Broadway performers from shows such as Wicked, Mamma Mia, and The Book of Mormon. Tickets and information at bestnightever.org. Invest in some fun this season with this deal from Paintball Tickets. With the largest network of paintball fields in North America, Paintball Tickets is committed to bringing you high-intensity fun for a fraction of the cost. With the purchase of your paintball tickets, you'll receive free admission and equipment rentals to some of the most played-at paintball parks nationwide. And by partnering up with like-minded, safety-conscious paintball fields in thriving markets across the nation, we've ensured there's always a field close to home. These tickets, which can be purchased in bulk, are designed to fit the needs of every skill level, from casual observers to weekend warriors. This adrenaline-inducing sport is perfect for birthday parties, corporate team building, or a casual outing with friends. Make the right choice for your wallet. Get in on the fastest-growing action sport with this deal from Paintball Tickets by going to sportsecon101.com and clicking on the Play Paintball button. Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Bruce, who's on our phone? Yeah, we got uh, Mike Schumann, good friend of mine, former San Francisco 49er, longtime KGO television uh, sports anchor, who has been covering the Warriors uh, very closely the last couple of years, traveling uh, on the road with the team when they go to the uh, playoffs. And, and before we get into the, to the uh, basketball, Mike, i got to have a, you tell a little story, because a lot of people don't know this. When Dwight Clark made his uh, iconic catch that gave the Niners the – NFC title in 1981 and ushered in that whole long uh, decade and a half of dominance in the NFL. And who should be the first guy to greet him coming off the field? And it's a great shot of you, uh, NFL Films, immortalized it. Is you know you're giving your buddy a hug and talk about that moment for a minute because that was that was not a planned play. People seem to think that that was a designed play. Actually, Dwight Clark was kind of the secondary guy, wasn't he? Well, it actually was a designed play. We practiced it at work, and it was either. 
Joe threw it away or Dwight made the catch. There was no margin of error there. And, uh, and actually, I was in the previous play on the other side when we threw it to Freddie Solomon. And if you recall, Joe overthrew Freddie by 10 feet. I've never seen him miss somebody so bad. We all kind of thought that was our chance, and we ran another sweep, and then the next play. Dwight runs in and says, I got it, Stewie, and I never saw a signal from the sideline. To this day, I give him grief. You know, he stole my cat. <laughs> uh, there you go. Hey, how's he doing, by the way? Because I know Dwight has uh, ALS, and, and it, he came out and talked about that, and you know, there's been speculation he might have uh, it might have accelerated because of the football, the the collisions on the field. I mean, has he has you guys are pretty good friends. Has he talked about it much, or is he just trying to live his life as positively as possible and take each day as it comes? I think he's living his life as positive as he can, and he's still doing autograph shows while he can. You know, before he loses, you know, movement in his hands, and uh, he's accepted the fact that he has it. And, uh, he's trying to you know enjoy the rest of his life, so. It could go on for years. It could be sudden. He doesn't know. We don't know. But uh, we're all kind of going through the concussion protocol now with the NFL. Yeah. I said to my neurologist, I'm finding out our death sentence, you know, between the big four of ALS, dementia, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's. And uh, it's almost like waiting for all of us. And I think the next generation is going to have to think twice about getting into this sport. So. It'll be interesting, but he's doing as well as he can, and uh, he's being real positive. They're going to honor him. I think it's October 22nd against Dallas this year. and uh, In Dallas. Bro- no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Dallas. They're, they love him down there. <laughs> and uh, so He's been visiting with Eddie. He was up in Montana with Eddie. He went back to Eddie's uh, benefit in Tampa. Eddie being Eddie DeBartolo Jr., the former 49er owner. Yeah, yeah so he's uh, in, in trying to enjoy his life, and uh, he's doing well. But getting back to your question, what happened was after he made that catch, he got surrounded by everybody on in the corner of the end zone. So I was actually the last person to greet him on the field. Oh, is that right? Because, you know, everybody was in that pile. And ESPN cut all that out because you couldn't see Dwight. And then they saw me, and he, he and I give a high 10 on the field, and I said to him, going to the Super Bowl with different language, of course. But uh, and then, of course, you know, it almost got blown away when Drew Pearson made that catch, and they needed one more yeah. for a field goal. And you never heard of the catch. You know? So that's how what a game of inches it is, and, uh, a memory that nobody will ever forget. And, of course, when you, get, when you guys get to Pontiac, Michigan, which was one of the most improbable places to have a Super Bowl, it was freezing cold. Bill Walsh, to loosen the team up, uh, did something funny at the, at the team hotel. Tell us that story, too, because I want to get into the basketball, but there are so many good stories about that 49er team. What did Walsh do to kind of loosen you guys up? Well, the head coaches went ahead of the team, you know, to do press conferences. And we got there, and like you said, it was 10 degrees. It was the first Super Bowl ever in the Northeast in Detroit. And uh, they did it for the car companies, apparently. And anyway, it was miserable. We had nothing to do. We had a tour of Motown and I think a Cadillac plant or go over to Toronto or something. I can't remember. But there really wasn't a whole lot to do. So we were stuck in our rooms. Anyway, we get there and get off the bus. I was the first one off the bus. And uh, so I just see a bellman, as it turns out, Bill Walsh dressed up, trying to grab my bag. And I'm thinking, oh, this guy's trying to make money off us already. I kind of just, I got it, old man, kind of thing, and just walk right by him. <laughs> so we're coming back down the elevator, and John Ayers says to me, our offensive guard, hey, did you see Bill dressed up as the uh, bellhop? I go, 
that was Bill? <laughs> and I said, never get in the Super Bowl now. I just gave him a forearm. I knocked him off. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this story about how Bill, I guess, gave uh, the actual guy who was wearing that 10 bucks. He said he put it on and it smelled like the guy had never been, had left, the, you know, the, had gone to the gym and worked out and hadn't taken uh, it to the cleaners uh, or something. <laughs> uh, and then Joe, I think, was the first one to recognize him. And, uh, you know, he says, I don't have any money for a tip. And, and the cat was out of the back. Okay. It loosened us up. That's funny. First time there. Great. Well, it's funny because you played the Bengals. I wonder if they kind of had a, a small advantage for, you know, playing cold weather. Well, they're playing I mean, indoors, you know, though. That was the thing. It true, was, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, and if you recall, um, San Diego had beat Miami in that really triple overtime game. That's right. And San Diego lost to Cincinnati in a freezing game in Cincinnati. And that was probably the one... Super Bowl, Dan Fouch should have won. Yeah. Mm. And uh, because they lost in that cold weather, they threw the ball every down. And because, believe me, uh, if there were six teams, eight teams left in the playoffs, seven of them had more talent than we did. Yeah, that was. Oh, that... I, was I was on that team. That tells you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a team that really did catch lightning in a bottle because it yeah. wasn't until the next couple of years that you really. Came back. Well, let's talk about the here and the now, though. And, and, and one last thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, Crumry. Uh, Tim breaks, Crumry. Yeah, he, he breaks yeah. his leg, like, in this, what, second play? Right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, that yeah. definitely was a big advantage for us. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, we got up 21 nothing, I think, at halftime, and it was the first time ever Bill tried not to lose in the second half instead of keeping his foot on the game. Mm-hmm. Well, and we almost lost that game. Came out 26-21. There were two minutes left in that game. Cincinnati comes back and beats us, so. Uh, we were real lucky, real fortunate, but it turned the fortunes of the Bay Area, not only with the 49ers, but the entire Bay Area. Because if you remember, Harvey Milk was shot, uh, Jonestown was going on. I mean, the, the, the San Francisco was just a mess, and it kind of brought the city back together. Yeah, it's a good point. It really was a unifying uh, event, and, and you were a big part of it. And, of course, Mike has been working in the media now for many, many years, uh, working at KGO Television, and you guys are doing both pre- and post-game uh, with the NBA Finals on your local ABC affiliate. And talk a little bit about this Warrior team, Mike, because I've watched a lot of Warrior games, as you have over the years, and I, I can't remember, even these last couple of years, seeing a team that was the, is this deep, this talented, and it just, just uh, there just don't seem to be any chinks in the armor of this team. Well, it's a team that was tough to beat anyway, and then they had Kevin Durant. And this is what this series right here, Bruce, is what they brought Kevin Durant in for, was to beat... Cleveland, and uh, it's been a lot of fun watching them. You know, they blew a three-one lead last year. Nobody's ever done that. Lost three straight games, two of them at home, and including a game seven when Steph was the unanimous MVP, two-time MVP, and uh, he didn't show up. Now he was injured, apparently, according to a lot of people. And uh, so, to me, you know, Steph, the pressure's on Steph and KD in this series. LeBron loves it because. They're the defending champ, yet they're the underdog. So, no pressure. They just go out and play. Both teams know what to expect. Both teams know, you know, what they're facing. This is the third straight year, first time that's ever happened. And uh, so I think it's just going to be a great series. But it's hard to bet against the Warriors with that lineup, that those uh, four guys. It's just amazing, like you said, Bruce. That, uh, we've never seen a team like this. Hey, Mike, stay with us if you could for one more segment. I know you're busy. One more segment. we got to cut to a quick commercial break here, and we're going to go to our trivia questions. Uh, first one is uh, – all excuse me, all the questions are banned from baseball. That's the, our uh, theme. Okay, here's the uh, first question. Which New York Giant player – remember baseball, right? right? 
was banned from baseball for stealing a car. Ooh. You got to go back oh. in time for this. Because obviously okay. you got to go back to before ni- the 1958, right? right? Okay. So that's our question is, which New York Giant player was banned from baseball for stealing a car? Interesting. All right. Wow. And uh, when we come back, we're going to ask Mike Schumann a little bit more questions about uh, the NBA. I, cause you know what it reminds me of is Celtics-Lakers during the 80s because they kept playing each other. Yeah, they played each other. Not three times in a row, yeah, though. Not three right? times in a row. They played two years in a row, and then they two, had, an, yeah. and then there was a, a year where they didn't play, and then they played then again. Then they played again. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I, I think it was three out of four years, or three out of five, something like that. Yeah, it's been McHale and Kareem and all that oh, and yeah. back and forth. Yeah, that's yeah, Dennis good. Johnson, Larry Bird, all Magic. The, yeah. All right. All right, so stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101, and we're going to be right back. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall & Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall & Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall & Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall & Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit, but you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. 
Uh, first trivia question. Which New York Giant player was banned from baseball for stealing a car? Well, I remember they had an infielder by the name of Hank Thompson. As a matter of fact, he was one of the first African-American players. And he got in trouble with the law, but I think it was after after his uh, career was over. I think yeah, he got into armed, rob- armed robbery or something like that. I'm going to guess this had to do with uh, Kennesaw Landis. Oh, going no, back Landis. to the 30s or something. Yeah, the 20s. Yeah, 20s. Benny Koff. 1920. Oh, my gosh. I don't, I don't, yeah, no, I, I remember him. hearing about that. It's kind of an obscure name, but yeah. Right, no, right. He actually was a pretty good player back in the day. Okay. Remind our uh, listeners who Yeah, we're, we're talking with Mike Schumann, and I know Mike is, is very busy. We're going to let him go in just a few minutes here, but we got to ask you a little bit more about this, this great series. I mean, the thing that has amazed me, Mike, is, is in the first few rounds, and a matter of fact, up until this championship round, there have been very few compelling games. I think the Warriors have been in one or two that they've been challenged, the game, of course, where they had to come back against San Antonio. And the same is true with all the other uh, teams and all the other rounds. There just hasn't – it's almost like the whole postseason has been void of drama. So we're really maybe even more so anticipating uh, some excitement with this series. And you think it might live up to it? Well, it's it's been – everybody said, you know, we're just waiting to get to the finals for these two teams to match up again. And they were. It was boring. And the Warriors didn't face a team that had a full roster without injuries. You know, Portland had Nurchich. Uh, Gobert was hurt against Utah. And, of course, Kawhi Leonard wasn't there in San Antonio. So they really haven't had any adversity. And you'd like to have a little bit, you know, and Cleveland lost one since game three to Boston. You'd like to have a little bit coming in, you know. So, uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Games one and three are always the key games to me. You know, the first one here and then the first one in Cleveland. And I think, if gonna, to me, LeBron's worth a victory himself, and they'll get one in Cleveland. And uh, and tonight might be the one that Cleveland gets here because the Warriors have been off for almost two weeks. When you're a jump-shooting team like they are, you know, you need rhythm. And so you can catch them off guard. And early on, it's always a frenetic pace, Bruce, as you know, because they have so much adrenaline, like, like any championship game, that it's kind of a sloppy game for the first three to five minutes. Yeah. But it's a chance to get ahead if you make some buckets. So... It'll be an interesting series, and uh, you know Cleveland's going to have to play well. Everybody on their roster, Kyrie, Kevin Love, their bench. This is the strongest roster they've had in three years and the strongest roster the Warriors have had yeah. in three years. So, no excuses, no injuries. Yeah. All right, let's see who's uh, going to win the rubber match. Yeah, it's amazing how the Warriors, every time at the, at the beginning, the first like three minutes of the game, it, it, they're, they're not in rhythm at all. It's, no. it's very, very rare that they just hit just shot after shot, but then yeah, yeah after a couple of quarters. It usually doesn't take yeah. very long. Yeah, it's interesting to watch the Warriors, too, the, the, the chemistry. People talk about it. A lot of us who cover the team, as you do, Mike, talk about how there is such great chemistry. And by that, we not only mean what they do on the floor together, but the way they react to each other. How Steve Kerr has always used that word joy, how we want to play the game with joy. And that's t- something you don't see a lot of in any sport to that level, and I think that is something that uh, the Warriors have sort of captured. It's, it's, it's an intangible quality, but it's a, it's a beautiful thing to have because it translates into not only great play on the court, but there's a, you just love seeing this team play. They're a fun team to watch. Uh, there's no question, and they don't care who gets the credit. Even, they, even though they have two MVPs on this team and you know four superstars, they don't care who gets the credit. And you can watch the bench, and it just says, Simplifies the way they feel about each other. They get, watching the bench is like a game within a game, right? But that joy, at some point, it's usually in the finals. You got to have some grit to win the NBA finals. Yeah. That's what I didn't see from the Warriors last year. Yeah. You know, Steph uh, he just didn't show up, and I'm not sure if it was the injury 
But if you're a two-time MVP, unanimous first ever, and LeBron just treated you like you were a YMCA team, that's what Steph Curry has to do this year. He needs an MVP-like performance in the finals to move up to the next level. He's not an MJ's, a Magic, Larry Bird, LeBron's class right now. But if he were to have this kind of performance, most of the great players in the past, MVPs, were all over 6'6". All right, so it's rare when we've seen a guy like this, 6'2", 6'3", you know, have what, do what he is doing. But he's got to show up. I mean, KD's only been to one finals and lost to LeBron, and he's got to show up. So the pressure is really on those two guys to carry this team through this finals. You know, i, I got to ask you, you're, you're around these guys a lot. For those people out there who may not even know that much about the Warriors or the Cavs or watch a game other than just casually – what is it like being around these guys? And right now with the, with the uh, atmosphere, there's so much international media. What's it like uh, trying to maneuver your way into a situation where you can a- actually ask a, a reasonable question without uh, you know, having eight or ten people you have to push out of the way to, to be heard? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a nightmare right now, Bruce. You know, you've covered Super Bowls, World Series, NBA championships. It's just, it's just every round you get a little more. Cause, you know, early on there's 16 teams, then there's eight, then there's four. So more media starts showing up each week. Now we're down to the final two. So it becomes a nightmare. But and there's only 15 players. It's not like football or baseball where you have 55 or 25. You know, so it kind of limits your opportunities. But I've been on the road with them since mid-February. They know me. They feel comfortable with me. You know, there's always that one guy who's local that's you know, uh, kind of a go-to guy for them. Who is your go-to guy, by the way? Do you have one? I'm kind of known as the white-haired dude from. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of years ago, Raymond Ritter, their PR guy, asked uh, Clay Thompson, hey, you want to talk to you? And he goes, is that that white-haired dude from the Niners? <laughs> <laughs> that became my kind of mascot name. And uh, so, anyway, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure to cover them. They're a great team to be around. They're very uh, open. They're very accessible. But the NBA takes over here in the final round, so it makes it a lot more difficult. Two of the guys that really intrigue me are Andre Iguodala and David West. Andre Iguodala, the number one yeah. reserve, and 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 they're both very thoughtful. Very, you know, when you talk right. to them, you can see them. They're measuring their words. or think there's a lot more to both those guys. No, no question. And David gave up probably ten million dollars to get a ring, and hopefully he came here. And, you know, took actually the center position here is only worth about four million dollars because Zaza and David came cheap. Bell McGee, you got for nothing, and I think they're paying like four million total for these mm. guys. At the That's a bargain today, yeah. Which is going to be huge because in Boston they didn't have anybody down low, a rim protector to stop LeBron. So, and then Andre, people forget he was the Greek freak yeah. for the Greek freak. He came out with the 76ers, very athletic, eight yeah. cover, can run, can dribble. So a lot of people forget about that, and uh, he's a pleasure to talk to, and he's a big golfer too. We both love golf, so we're talking golf all the time. That is so cool. And next time I'll have to invite you to the uh, tournament that we go to uh, down at Peninsula Golf and Country Club every year. There you go. Available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so your prediction? I'm the best fourth you'll ever find. <laughs> <laughs> your prediction is uh, the Warriors in six? I'm saying the Warriors in six, but if they don't win in six, the Cavaliers are going to win in seven. Really? So I'm wow. I'm the Warriors an opportunity. I picked Cleveland in the last few years and was right both years. Because if Kyrie doesn't get hurt in that first uh, yeah. championship season, I don't think the Warriors beat him. So, um, you've got to prove it to me, though. You know, you lost three straight games last year with a 3-1 lead. i got to question your yeah. heart if that's the case. 
Well, you know, but in fairness to the Warriors, Draymond was taken out of Game 5. Curry was obviously not at full strength. Uh, well, and I, Andrew Bogut didn't play the last yeah. five games. I mean, those are huge losses they had. But you still have to prove it to me. You know, I'm not, just, I'm not a homer like most of these people around here. Yeah. You've got to prove it to me because I've played on a championship team. I know what it takes. Yeah, uh, good point. you got to prove to me. And Steph and KD are the two, like I've talked about. Well, when they lost Game 6 last year, it just you knew Game 7 was gone. That's just it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt this year against Ross. Warriors in six, but if not, Cavaliers in seven. Cool. <laughs> wow. Hey, Mike, really quickly before we let you go, um, 49ers coming up this year. What do, what do you think? Well, I think they found two guys that can turn it around. They're both football lifers, and John Lynch, GM, and Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, the head coach. They know what they want. They know what they're going to do. They know what kind of team, defense, and offense they're going to play. So they've got they've got 50 new players on that roster out of 90. So they've made a pretty much got rid of everything Trent Baalke's done the last 10 years. And uh, so I like the where they're going. It's going to take a couple of years. You got to be patient. But I think they found the right guys, and then they got to find that franchise quarterback in the meantime. So, but I think we'll see a lot better uh, performances on the field this year. Hey, Shu, it's great talking to you, man. We'll see you out at the game tonight. Have a good show and uh, keep up the good work on television. All right, guys. Thanks. All right. Thanks again, Mike. All right, that is Mike Schumann, former uh, 49er wide receiver and for many, many years uh, a broadcaster with KGO. As a matter of fact, I worked with Mike at KNBR, the all-sports radio station, for several years and just a really good guy, and I think he's got a pretty good fix on what is going on with the Warriors and the Cavaliers. And as I said, you know, most of our listeners who are NBA fans know that these are clearly the best two teams, and I think without any question that they're the best two teams the Warriors have the best addition they've had in the last three years, no question. And conversely, the Cavaliers uh, are as deep and as talented as they've ever been. I just think it's going to be a great series. I'm, I'm expecting six games, maybe seven. I don't think the Warriors will lose. you got to remember, the Warriors have won 27 of their last 28 games. Yeah. And the only game they lost was a meaningless game after they had clinched the best record to the Utah Jazz, and they lost that by like 10 points. So, I mean, this team is peaking at the right time. They're winning their games in the postseason by an average of almost 17 points a night. That's impressive. Well, I, I know the uh, – I, I can only imagine that the uh, TV ratings people are going to be very happy. I think they're going to do well. You know, the, the I've been watching a lot of the hockey. The hockey games have been great. There have been so many overtime games, and the hockey has been a lot more compelling. For whatever reason, hockey is much better in the postseason than the NBA. I hope huh. that changes in the finals here. Well, all right. Well, let's go to our uh, next commercial break. Sounds like a deal. All right. So which – Pitcher, they were talking about being banned from right. baseball. Which pitcher was banned from baseball? I'm not going to give you the year yet. Okay. See if you can get this. And later, and still later, became a member of the Hall of Fame. Hmm. Interesting. All right. All right. I'm, I'm, when we come back, I'm, uh, I'll, then I'll give you the year. And then okay. You might get it from the year. Okay. All right. So uh, that's our question. Email edward at sportsecon101.com. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. How would you like to earn over 8% per year in your investment portfolio in a conservative investment that has been considered one of the best-kept secrets in investing. At Pacific Private Money, we are actually paying over 8%. Imagine what a mutual fund of low loan-to-value mortgages would look like. Well, that is very similar to what participating in the Pacific Private Money Fund is like, because we own many loans in the fund that are actually less than 60% loan-to-value. It would be extremely difficult to find an investment that yields over 8% with this much collateral. We pay you monthly. Can you imagine earning more in one month 
than most banks are paying in one year? Of course you have questions about how we can deliver this. So call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 and we will answer all of your questions. You can also visit us at pacificmoneyfund.com. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com, your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. You sounded like a musical instrument the way you did that. (laughs) (laughs) Tra-la-la-la-la. Tra-la-la-la. We're having fun. Here's our second band from baseball question. Band from baseball. Band from baseball. Said uh, Art. Oh, my God. I can't remember his name. Art Carney? No, 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 no. This week in baseball. Mel, oh, Mel, Mel Allen. Allen. Mel Thank Allen. You. This week in baseball. That's right. Which pitcher was banned from baseball? How about that? <laughs> How about that? How about and, that? And then later became a member of the Hall of Fame. I have no idea. Okay. That's, now, now when I give okay. you the year, give me you a may hint. get this. 1980. Okay. 1980? He was, he was banned? banned from baseball in 1980. And then he came back, back and... And well, and he's and then he was banned for for like a year, right, or something. And he was kicked um, out for a well, year. Well, theoretically, I'm trying to remember how long he was banned for. What was he banned for? I think it was drugs. Wow. Okay. I still. I'm. I'm. Fergie. Ferguson, Ferguson Jenkins. Jenkins. Remember? That's I right. remember that he was yeah. banned. I remember that he was banned. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Mike Schumann mentioned about like Harvey Milk. But yeah. that wasn't in 19... That was like 1973. Well, it, it, no, no, it was 78, actually. It was 78. Yeah, seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple years before. But okay. there was okay. a lot of stuff going on in San Francisco at that time that was yeah, not I know, because I kept thinking, almost, I, well, that didn't yeah. happen in 80 or 81. I remember... Yeah, it was, it was right around that time, though. I mean, it was interesting, because we didn't mention the Raiders as a wild card won the Super Bowl the year yes, before that's right. with a kind of a one-in-a-million uh, kind of a chance of a team. And the 49ers against the next year against Philadelphia. Oh, and yeah. the next year, the Niners win, and both those teams... The next year after winning, did not make the playoffs. As a matter of fact, the Raiders did not make the playoffs in eighty one, and then they moved to L A. in eighty two. 
The I, Niners I, didn't make a playoffs in the, in the strike season, and they didn't win a home game in 82 as the defending <laughs> champions. They lost all five home games. Well, I, re- I remember uh, when <clears throat> the 49ers won uh, the, their first Super Bowl against Cincinnati. I remember thinking internally, this is probably the worst Super Bowl team that has ever won. Well, you know, it, you know, if you look at all the Super Bowl, yeah, you could the say winners. the same thing about the the Raiders. Of you know, the Raiders were a wild card team. I mean, they no, they, they got were hot good, down the stretch. I thought they. I, I still thought next they were year they weren't good. very good. True. Yeah, yeah but that, that one year good. So uh, at break, we were just yeah. briefly talking about the uh, Hall of Fame. So we're talking about how it's in Cooperstown, right. which is kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, flying to Syracuse is pretty, what we did. Pretty uh, area, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, it's beautiful. But you have to make an effort to go if you want to go to Cooperstown. That's you know you can't just say oh we're going to go a bunch of places and Cooperstown. You got to make an effort to go to Cooperstown because yeah. it's really off the beaten path. Well, um, because my my birthday's in January, my wife decided, hey, I'll I'll uh, give a, a January birthday to, uh, to Cooperstown because you know I always oh. wanted to go to Cooperstown, right? Okay. Interesting, and, interesting idea. Yeah, oh, that was great. Okay. Uh, it was for my son and me. And then I looked at it. and I said, "Wait a minute! You've got me going in January. Good time to, to go though to New York. You know, <laughs> well, I mean the weather, but I mean good time to visit the museum. There's nobody there. Yeah, bingo. Yeah. So the time that we went, not only was there like nobody there, but um, a freeze was coming toward the west, and a heat wave was going toward the east. Wow. So we had perfect weather, huh. and I got to just spend a, a full eight hours just looking at everything and anything, and, oh, what uh, great memories. Yeah. Because now we were talking about Kurt Schilling's uh, sock was yeah. being in there. It's interesting. I've been to the Baseball Hall of Fame. I've been to the Hockey Hall of Fame, and I've been to the Football Hall oh, of yeah? Fame. Okay. I've never been to the Basketball Hall of Fame, which is actually – encompasses college and pros it's in springfield of all places but the other sports football hockey and baseball all are concentrating on the professional uh, top you know leagues uh, nfl field springfield massachusetts, massachusetts yeah okay. which yeah, was not you know, illinois yeah. that's well james a naismith who invented oh, yeah, supposedly sure. invented the game that's where he was coaching i guess so now it's interesting you go to those places and you go in those museums and it, it just blows you away the the, the history, I mean, we forget. A lot of people think of baseball as kind of a curiosity and such a weird sport, and but it, it has a history, and it's oh, one yeah. of the few things in America that has not changed radically in over 100 years. Well, especially when they played it uh, during the Civil War. Well, they played yeah. a different game in those days. They, they, yeah. the, the mound was shorter. You could actually throw a guy out by hitting him, hitting with, him yeah. with throw the b- ball at him and hit and, him. And uh, you could throw underhand. That's right. Yeah. And a lot of guys threw sidearm. You know, in the old days, they, they had a lot of different. But the modern game today, 60 feet, 6 inches, 90 feet between the bases, um, three yeah, out, yeah, three outs, uh, you know, all those things. That's years, yeah. Yeah, 1903 was the first year the National and American Leagues played in the World Series. So it's, it's really, you know, you think about that's 114 years. That's a long time. And uh, the next year, was it, John McGraw said, we're not going to play these upstarts. That's right. 1904, John (laughs) McGraw's team won the National League, and they did not play the American League champion. That's a Bush League. And, of course, the year after that they did, and they won convincingly. So Yeah, but in 1903, 1903, Boston won it, didn't they? Yeah, Boston beat, uh, I believe, Philadelphia. I believe that's who they beat. I, I think it was yeah. Boston and the, and the and, uh, A's. And the and wasn't Boston in the um, were they were they in the they were in the American League. Okay, I'm so sorry, no, that wouldn't have been the Boston the A's. It would have been Boston and somebody else. Who was it? Yeah, I thought yeah. it was the Giants. No, the Giants were in the second. We're in the just, third just, one. Just in the third God, one. That's, that's, oh, Pittsburgh. It was Pittsburgh. Okay, so yeah. Pittsburgh was. I mean, they had Hannes Wagner and all yeah. that. So. Actually, I think Pittsburgh might have won it. Well, I'm not. Sure. I can't remember. No, I think Boston did win. Yeah, it. maybe you're right. So um, I'm, they may be upstarts, but they won the first World yeah, Series. Yeah, how about so. that? After all those, you know, 
Maybe they, maybe he was just scared going, this is a no-win situation. Think about Boston, though. They didn't win a World Series for, what was it, 80-some-odd years. Then they win three in seven yeah. or eight years. Well, it's like the Giants. Yeah, the right? Giants. And, and, of course, the Chicago White Sox waited for many, many years. The Cubs. It's great that yeah. since the turn of the century, you've had all these teams that have you know, gotten rid of these long drowns. The only one that hasn't is Cleveland. Cleveland yeah. needs to win a World Series. Uh, I'd like to see Cleveland or win a World Super Bowl. Series. Uh, that's not going to happen in our life. Not, not in my <laughs> lifetime. Maybe in yours. Not in mine. That ownership is horrible. <laughs> Speaking of bad ownerships, everybody's been talking about the Warriors having great ownership, and they do. But think about the Warriors and the Cavs back in the 80s and the 90s. These were two of the dog meat franchises of pro yeah. sports. The Cleveland had an owner by the name of Ted Stepien who traded away some of the best draft picks that turned out to be star players. He was just an idiot. Who did he trade away back then? Oh, God. I can't even oh, remember okay. who it was. But, but he, he, he made some horrible deals. And then Chris Cohan, who took over the Warriors in 1994, they, won one, they went to one playoffs, postseason playoffs, in 17 years. You know, you have to. Well, that's where yeah, like half the teams make it. Well, just think about <laughs> it. How many teams don't make the playoffs every year? And his team didn't make it for 16 to 17 years. And now since... Joe Lacob and Peter Guber took over the team. You know, they've been to the finals now three years in a row and ended the playoffs five years in a row. So that's quite a contrast. And we forget how quickly cha- things can change. Oh, so yeah. That makes you feel, you know, encouraged if you have a bad team. Of course, oh, you, you do have to have good ownership. That is a key. A good ownership is you have good ownership and everything else falls into place. So, so um, let's see here. Going on to um, a little bit of uh, business part. Look, yeah, re- yeah. Reading a little bit of Sports Illustrated here. Uh, they're talking about like cable television and uh, ESPN is in 12 million fewer homes than it was in 2011. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. And they just negotiated for some huge – well, one of the reasons they cut a lot of staff was that they had spent so much getting the rights to all these games. Yep. And they overpaid, I think. And, uh, exactly, and that's if one lawyer present with the negoti- for the negotiations, he chuckles when he recalls ESPN's most recent NBA contract. He says, "If that deal was done today, it would look much different. We're talking thirty percent less." Wow. He goes, and that was that deal was only made sixteen months ago. You know, it's interesting about ESPN. They started their television uh, operations in the late seventies, early eighties. Didn't really start making an impact until the mid to late eighties. But their all radio network didn't start until the mid nineties. And when they came along, they kind of acted like we're the big dogs in the kennel, yeah. and they pretty much forced everybody else out. Mutual Radio, NBC Radio, CBS Radio. I mean, they all still do a little sports here and there, but most of them have fallen by the wayside. I used to do a lot of freelance work for these networks, and I'm, I'm glad I stopped doing it in the 90s because once ESPN came along, they pushed all these guys out. Not good for competition. I'm sorry. And I did a lot of work for ESPN. And no, no disrespect to the guys and gals that are on the air there, but I don't think it's a good thing when you have one company dominating like that. It's just not good for the. It's not good for the people who are your customers, and it's not good for the industry in general. Well, now you have you know, you Fox Sports, Turner. You do, you, have- uh, you do, and television is a little different. But radio, you know, radio used to thrive with all these different networks. They're all still around, but they don't do sports like they used to do, and uh, they've been pretty much forced out of the out of the business. You know, it's funny in the in the eighties, uh, I used to. Write write articles uh, for some business magazines and they were they were paying us between 500 to a thousand dollars an article wow. back then yeah now it's free you oh you yeah you're, you're, hey, you should be pleased to you know That's have right. uh, to let us you know to uh, we're going to allow your byline <laughs> to appear in our august public publication yeah. And it's funny because in the in the uh, in the old days in the in the eighties uh, the business magazines were really thick and mm. then the recession 1990 hit and those b- magazines just 
they they were about twenty five percent of what they were with with the pages because uh-huh. no no advertisers and wow uh, it's crazy that is great well you know it's just a crazy world we live in I I think that's why we turn to sports because it provides us with a solace and a, and a a, you know, a, a nice di- distraction, so to speak. And, and they're, you know, the worst you can do is lose in sports, really. I mean, there are a lot of stories away from the game that are unhappy and un- unpleasant, but uh, the athletes and the, what goes on in the courts, on the fields of play, that's fun. It's, it's fun to be around. Yeah. There's a couple of other interesting things about this article they were mentioning. Is that college athletics though are a little different? For one thing, there's no player sl- salaries to, to slash. Right. Right. So, and uh, cutting an unprofitable program is complicated by Title IX legislation. Mm-hmm. So they have you have these kind of different issues. Uh, Colleges, uh, yeah, it's a lot different, and of course, it has changed dramatically. Still, the two sports that generate the most revenue are men's basketball and football, and they pretty much carry most of the other sports. There are only a few teams, like say the women's basketball team at UConn, which has been a perennial yeah. national championship. They draw good crowds, and I'm sure they bring in revenue, but they're not that many. You know, there's hockey teams here and there. I'm sure there's a soccer team and a lacrosse team that bring in some revenue or and a baseball team here and there. But generally speaking, it's baseball or I should uh, say and football, football and, 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 and basketball. basketball yeah. So you have to have strong programs, and that's why there's such a emphasis on going out and getting these kids. And, uh, they're, they're, you know, it's become almost like they're a factory. I just, to be honest with you, Edward, I don't follow the college sports very much anymore. I really don't because mm-hmm. I, I find them very pretentious, um, except for on, the, you know, the small college level. I just think that they, you know, they talk about amateurism, and, and it's it's kind of an empty uh, boast to me. I don't know. I wonder um, the big draw for NB for for basketball and football programs uh, as compared to baseball. Is it just a faster sport? Well, I think know? it's immediate. It's the immediate uh, gratification, and also baseball is a sport where you you know it's going to take you a while to reach a level where you're going to get some attention from the major league scouts football basketball if you have the the raw talent uh it can be refined a lot more quickly you know baseball is a skill sport Mm. hitting a baseball is is a a very very difficult thing to do pitching a baseball and so you know a lot of kids just don't have the patience for that anymore and i think they want their gratification now also unfortunately a lot of the athletes who used to come from the inner city who were, you know, American athletes, I'm talking about African-American, and also yeah. poorer athletes can't afford to go on these travel teams that are, yeah. you know, going around the country now uh, six, seven months a year. So the sport is cha- – the demographics of the sport have changed. If you look at – it's interesting. If you look at baseball, it's almost um, – of, of the American players, it's probably 90% Caucasian, 10% African-American, maybe less. And then there's a lot of Latino players, of yeah. course. But uh, for uh, football, it's, you know, once you get to the pro level, seventy-five percent African American. I wonder. I, w- I wonder too, because a lot of parents are talking about not having their kids play football because play of football? the CTE and all that. Well, I'd, I wanted to ask Mike about that because Harry Edwards, I think we had him on the show before, the sociologist from Berkeley, said that one of the problems with football is in the future, it's going to be tough to get the kids from the suburbs, the well-fed kids, the well-educated kids, quote unquote. Um, because they have so many more uh, other opportunities, and exactly. football is going to become sort of the uh, um, the corner for it's like boxing, you know, it's for the kids that that are desperate and, and this is their one chance to get out. So you're going to see more inner city kids, you're going to see more African American kids simply because there are more kids from those parts of the country that are in tough situations. All right, we're going to cut to our last commercial break here. Uh, trivia question: Can uh, this talk about banned from baseball? 
Commissioner Kennesaw Mountain Landis banned the owner of which National League team in 1943 for betting on his own games? Mm. All right. That's our trivia question. And when we come back, we're going to Sports Econ 101. We'll have some closing comments. Closing thoughts. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have 5000 10000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Third trivia question. Commissioner Kennesaw Mountain Landis banned the owner of which National League team in 1943 for betting on his own games? Well, I remember... Leo DeRocher was banished for having known associations with gamblers for a year, but I don't, I can't remember an owner who was 
banned. I remember Bill Veck was not a popular owner because he did some things the other owners didn't like, but I don't think he ever was banned. Yeah, wasn't him. Yeah. William Cox of the Philadelphia Blue Jays, was, which, by the way, was the Phillies, uh, and then came back to the Phillies in 1945. They were called the Blue Jays? The Blue Jays. I've never heard of that. Blue Jays, yeah. Interesting. Uh, Just for one year? Uh, uh, I think it was two years, because okay. 43 and 44. Who in the world came, came up with that name? What a bizarre name for a team from Philadelphia, the Blue Jays? Yeah. I, I guess when? I guess you know. Toronto said, hmm, I guess we'll take that name. <laughs> <laughs> and he they, was, they almost <laughs> had the Giants. Did you know that the Toronto Giants, the San Francisco Giants, were that close going to Toronto? Closer when? than the 1976. They had actually padlocked the doors at Candlestick Park. The team had been conditionally sold, and Bob Lurie at the 11th hour found a, a co-owner, and each of them kicked in $3.5 million, and the co-owner was a guy named Bud Herseth, a cattleman from Arizona, and it, he literally gave his assent that I will you know, stick in $3.5 million to buy this team a half an hour before the deal would have closed. That that's how close wow. the Giants were to leaving and going to Toronto. That's amazing. M- much closer than when they almost went to, to Tampa, Tampa. Yeah, yeah, in 1992. That. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so William Cox was betting on them to lose. Wow. <laughs> hey, okay. All right. So uh, here's our thoughts for the day. Thoughts for the day. My formula for success is rise early, work late, and strike oil, said J. Paul Getty. Oh, of course. <laughs> Who else but? Of course. And I'm always amazed to hear of air crash victims so badly mutilated that they have to be identified by their dental records. What I can't understand is if you don't know who they are, how do you know who their dentist is? <laughs> what a bizarre. <laughs> who said that? Paul Merton? Oh, I don't even yeah, know who that is. I don't know who that is either. Where'd you find that quote anyway? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a new one. Under macabre thoughts oh, for okay, the day. There you go. <laughs> M- macabre thoughts for the day. There you go. All right. Tune in next week. Macabre to thoughts for the day. <laughs> tune in <laughs> next week to Sports Econ 101. <laughs> We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions and no more <laughs> macabre thoughts. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. Oh, okay.